Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson. I'm Matt O'Hara. And I'm Gary Price. And we're here to talk rookie wide receivers again in segment number three of rookie wide receivers. Uh, it segment number like, two. No, because we did the Nerd Herd episode with segment number two. Oh, okay. That's how you're counting it. I was thinking like one, two, three for the three weeks. No, no, no. This is segment number so three. So we're, we're doing six segments. Seg- six say. segments on receivers. Got it. Okay. Yes. Yes. Right. There's really, a lot of wide receivers. We've cleared it up. Yep. We're the human centipedes of receiver talkers. That's what we're doing here. Uh, you know where we're going. I, I hope we're not going there. <laughs> oh, that's good. So I feel like this week uh, we're going to have a lot more discussion and debate here about guys we like and we don't like. I, I, I came away with an initial impression here going, this class is extremely deep at receiver. Well, the group of guys we're talking about this week does not add to that super deep class to me. There's uh, a few, there's a few guys that are there's, that are pretty good. There are some few guys. There are a few guys here and there in this group. A few guys, but not like the first episode we did last week. It felt like we ended up liking what like five of the six guys. Yeah, yeah. We we like almost all of them. And then this week, it's. I feel like there's a lot of guys here. We're going to talk about pretty solid NFL players. It's from a, from a dynasty aspect. I'm not overly in love. I think we also disagree a little bit more this week, which is fun because I, last week we just agreed so much that. I mean, we were probably right, but a lot of disagree. <laughs> and, I, and I said I put on Twitter like I said I keep coming back. Uh, last week we talked about Nico Collins, wide receiver mm-hmm. out of Michigan. I, I, he keeps just rising in my ranks as I watch more tape. He rises up because I'd rather take him. Right now I, I have Nico Collins probably high second round in one QB, uh, mid second round super flex rookie draft. So we're, we're going to see when it's all said and done. So what we're going to do is. This week of receivers, next week of receivers, and then after that, it'd be right before the NFL draft. We'll do a mock draft, pre-NFL draft. Then we'll talk about the draft, and then we'll do another mock draft after the draft. Another uh, one. Can't wait. Mm. Then we're into the summer, and then we're going to be breaking down divisions and all kinds of evergreen episodes. But before we get into all of that, let's talk about our friends at Dynasty Depot. Go to DynastyDepot.com right now. Use that promo code NERDS, and you get their yearly membership for $14.99. And you may say to yourself, Rich, why do I need to go to DynastyDepot.com? Why do I got to use the promo code NERDS? And why am I paying $14.99? Well, let me tell you. Because you have an opportunity to make some cash. Dynasty Depot is kind of like eBay for Dynasty teams. It gives you an opportunity to bid, buy, and sell FFPC teams on DynastyDepot.com. FFPC is a high-stakes Dynasty league uh, where they've never had a league fail ever. So there's tons and tons of Dynasty leagues on there. And what it does is allow you to flip Dynasty teams for profit or just let you get out from under, under your Dynasty team without walking away from a league and getting some money back. And offers off, also offers an opportunity to win some great prizes. Like every week, you get onto their leaderboard, and it puts you in a position to play, to win a chance to play in a high-stakes uh, championship game where you can win $500,000 FFPC championship game and let you play wow. to win $500,000. And everybody's entered into that by playing week in and week out. Dynasty Depot offers that opportunity. So uh, this is just a really good spot to expand your Dynasty game. If you love playing Dynasty Fantasy Football and you want to get into more leagues, Dynasty Depot gives you that opportunity. And just by going on there, again, go on there, see what teams are for sale. If you like one, sign up, use that promo code NERDS. Make a bid and get it. Maybe you can get into a thousand dollar league for two hundred bucks, and then you get that's you get a big discount year one, and you can flip it. Maybe you can find a championship caliber team 
and you feel like you win right away, get your money back, and then make some money in year two. A lot of opportunity here at DynastyDeboat.com. I really encourage all our listeners to go out there and check it out. Use that promo code NERD. I love it. I promise you'll love it too. And this gives you an opportunity to play in as many Dynasty Leagues as you want to. And more importantly, get out from the leagues you don't want to play in no longer that you don't want to as well. DynastyDepot.com, promo code NERDS. Now, let's get into these receivers. To start off, we're going to talk about uh, my favorite receiver we're actually going to be talking about out of all the receivers in this episode and the next episode. And that's Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. Six foot, 190 pounds. Kind of came in a little bit smaller Mm -hmm. than a lot of people anticipated. Uh, Really digging into his tape, though. Like digging into it without casually watching. Because going when you watch it casually, you're like, oh, he's six foot two, two hundred pounds. You just okay, so yeah. dug it, dig it in, you're like, oh, he's six foot, 190 pounds. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it, it looks that way. It does he does look smaller than you know, I think he was listed almost at six three at some point, correct? I mean, like his freshman he, year. He might have, like yeah. He's Com- he shrunk high school. He was yeah. listed at six three. I, somebody showed me the progression and he just yeah. kept shrinking and shrinking <laughs> by next year. He's gonna only be like five. Benjamin nine. Button over yeah, here. So uh, I mean I shrunk the Bateman. <laughs> oh <laughs> man. <laughs> You can definitely tell he's not a. Where's Rick? He's Moranis? not a six-two, you know, two hundred fifty mile yeah, bike. But he's guy. smooth. I think. I think the best comp I heard, and I can't get on my like Garrett gave it to him a couple of weeks ago, was a Keen Allen comp. I think that's a fantastic comp for a guy like Rashad Bateman, uh, and that's a ceiling. You know, that's that's a, he could be Keen Allen, and would not surprise me in the least bit. I think Rashad Bateman's a very safe player. I think he's going to have a very solid NFL career. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a very solid uh, wide receiver for your team. I think worst case, he's a wide receiver three for your dynasty team, which is still somebody you're going to start on a week-in, week-out basis. This is a guy who opted out of the 2020 season uh, because of COVID, but then decided to come back when Big Ten decided they were going to play. So he came back at 36 receptions, 472 yards, uh, led the team in touchdowns with two, but then the Wisconsin canceled the game due to COVID, and he opted back out to declare for the draft. So, yeah, so he only got five games in. So, I mean, to have 472 yards in only five games, you have to have some degree uh, of skill. So Right, especially know. when he wasn't prepping for the season like the right. rest of the team was. It was like last second, like, oh, sure, I'll play. And his 2019 <laughs> tape looks better than his 2020 tape. And but a lot of players look like that. And that was the big thing that I saw. You know, he just – there was times – he almost looked disinterested mm-hmm. in, in, in 2020. So that it, it, it sends up a little bit of a red flag for me. Um, I, I don't know why a player would come back and then look the way he did on, on film in 2020. Cause there were some times where he just, he looked like he just kind of didn't care if he was there or not. And, and that's odd to me. And that is always going to send up a red flag. I don't know if you guys saw that and it, it bothered you as much as it bothered me, but there are definitely things to like about him, so it, it's it's hard to evaluate and just and just put you know just say twenty twenty is is this player because I know he's done better things in twenty nineteen. I went back and watched some of that stuff, and he looked more explosive. He looked he looked more crisp. I, I felt like yeah. and more consistent. So I, Rashad Bateman's a guy that I'm I'm holding out. I, I guess um, some hope that the twenty nineteen stuff is more indicative of his future instead of the stuff that I saw in 2020. And I don't think you're wrong there. And it, it going into the season before he decided to opt back in, it was, it was really between him and chase who was going to be my top rod receiver. And I was, I was leaning Bateman. Like mm-hmm. I really, really liked his tape. I mean, 
He gets off the line extremely well. One of the things that he does is he sets up a pattern of movements, whether it's a run or pass, like he would do it consistently. He, and he would really throw guys off uh, with that because they, they think it's, oh, it's a pass sure. play. Like yeah. he was very technically sound, used his hands really well to get open. Like he does a lot of the little things right. There's enough speed and enough explosiveness, enough size, not as big as we thought. We talked about that. Right. But I am with you because I remember – having him at the tippy top of my wide receiver rankings. And then his first game back, I was so excited to watch him because I was like, man, now now Tyler Johnson's not even here. Like, they don't even have anyone else to throw to. Like, he is gonna, he's going to feast. And I watched the first game, and I was like, yeah. yeah. Mm. Man, that wasn't, like, that wasn't the coming out part I expected, but it was the first game back. Like, let's see. In the next couple of games, like, he did get progressively better as the season went on, but it, he still never looked like quite the same player he did in 19. So I don't know if you know, not being able to prepare for the season like he would have normally threw things off. Uh, you know, Tanner Morgan had a much worse year to the quarterback than he did this much season worse. before. Right. So like there was just, and that's going to be the tough part with all of these guys. Like last year was an anomaly period. No, regardless of what player you were last year was an anomaly of all of the weird stuff that happened. And, and it's an, anom- it's an anomaly in that respect, but it's also an anomaly that none of these guys had the same experience, right? You know what I mean? So it's hard, you know, you're watching these sec guys who are cruising through the year and looking great. And like, they, they almost never took the foot off the gas pedal as far as preparation. I know they did somewhat, but, but they had a full season. And then USC had what, like two games, three games, two or three games or something. Yeah. So it it is very, every single person or every single player and every single, single program had a unique kind of year as well. So nobody's on the same footing, which makes our job, the evaluation process, even more difficult, I feel like. Yep. Yeah, for me, Bateman, still I have him right around my top five, uh, right around number five for overall receivers. I have him right behind Jalen Waddell. I can honestly see me having Elijah Moore pass him, though. Sure. But I, I, 2020 was okay. So I went back. But, but it's weird, too, because in 2020, they used him, for the most part, in the slot. In the slot, right. And in 2019, he looked outside. So he did look significantly better on the outside than he did in the slot, mm-hmm. which is where we want to see him. But... You mentioned he gets off the line really well. Some of the best hands in this class. Yep. Honestly, he has great jumble ball ability. I mean, there was a pass uh, that he uh, versus Purdue game that I saw. Like, he jumped up, grabbed the ball, turned around. The Purdue defender was literally grabbing his arms, and Bateman caught it in his face mask and still held on to the ball. Yeah. It was absolutely fantastic. He gets in and out of his breaks so Very smooth. smoothly, yep. and he can run the full route tree. I mean, this guy, to me, is an NFL-caliber player. And, I mean, he made some great jump ball catches. Yep. He made some great hand catches. Very fluid, very smooth. The one-handed catch down the sidelines, you see that one? I did see that. It's, yeah. it's part of my uh, the highlight reels here for him. Yeah. And for me, it's just he, he's got enough in open field where he can elude, he can elude defenders. So... I really like. I think he's a very safe player I think with so a too. high with a high ceiling of like a Keen Allen, like they, the guy that kind of surprises you that oh he's wide receiver eight this year. Like oh what a yeah. surprise! Like I'm very intrigued where Bateman's going to end up. Who's going to be paired up with? You know, like and I do think he's a slightly better athlete than Keenan Allen. I don't think he's as technically proficient at this point in his that's, career. That's the thing. I think he's a, a he's not quite as precise in his routes as Allen. And I don't. But he has time. He he does. He absolutely does. He has plenty of time. I would love him in an offense where there isn't a lot of, of other weapons and that he can get a lot of volume. Mm-hmm. I think I think that from that from that standpoint, you know, like a, a opposite Keenan, Devontae Adams. 
Uh, maybe even a less talented person than that <laughs> yeah. opposite him. You, you want him to be the leading target I want him guy. to be the leading target guy because I think that's the, that's his route to being fantasy relevant, like more fantasy relevant as as, as opposed to being a number two to a, to a Devontae Adams. Where At this point, like the only team. picking up scraps. The hard part I mean? is the only team left is like Houston. Miami, like, <laughs> Houston, New England. Yeah, New England could could maybe as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's some places. We'll, we'll, you can we'll take Devontae Parker in Miami. That's true. In my mind, they've already taken either Chase or, or Devonta Smith. <laughs> that's the problem. I think that's why in Devonta my mind they, yeah. they've already got their guy. But you're right. They haven't taken them yet. So, so but he's going to be that guy that's going to be a very solid receiver in the NFL. I like him. I think I think in a one QB league, I feel really comfortable with him anywhere from pick seven to you know eight. That's why I have Kyle Pitts ahead of all these guys because he's just the, the higher ceiling guy. And I think I think we're looking at Jalen Waddle. Like looks like he offers the highest ceiling of anybody. And I then you got. That. Two guys that are really talented and I think really safe in Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith. So then after that, it's like, who's your guy? Uh, some people have Rondale Moore as their guy. Uh, I haven't dug into Elijah Moore deep, but from the casual watching him so far, like I could see me liking him more than Bateman. And I, get, I can see them flip-flopping on their landing ability. You know, like they're so close for me, it depends where they're going to end up and yeah. what scheme they're going to be in. Like Matt said, who 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 are they competing for for targets? Mm-hmm. You know, could he be the Calvin Ridley to Julio Jones? Something along those lines. Where are they going to go? At, at this moment, Rashad Bateman is my wide receiver three, but it's super super close all the way from three to six with with him, Moore, Waddle, and then Elijah Moore. All four of them are really close, and so I will be doing like one last. Well, I still need to do my second round of Elijah Moore because he's next week. I need to do a second round on Jalen Waddle. He's next week, so even by next week, he could he could drop a couple he could be spots down at five. Or yeah, six. so and I feel like that's that's kind of where really he, close. Yeah, that's kind of where he's going to end up in my. That's right now where he feels like he's going to end up five or six. Yeah, or, that's where I have him. Yeah. I mean, for me, for Waddle, like the, this Waddle's the kind of person we're again, we're going to talk about him next week, but he'll be. We're actually going to kick off the show with Jalen Wild sure. next week. And he's somebody that's just – that juice is absolutely worth the squeeze. You, I would swing at that pitch and miss and feel no shame about it whatsoever because he offers the highest ceiling of anybody sure. here. So but we're going to talk about him next week. Right now, I think we all – I think we all feel the same. Right around wide receiver number five in a strong class. So it's not it's not a terrible spot for Babin. Good upside, good floor. You know, kind of guy yep. you, you get at number seven and you're like – I feel good about it. You know, like I feel like I came away with a solid player. It could be a high end wide receiver two, low end wide receiver three, with maybe in the right offense some wide receiver ones year if he gets enough targets, like you mentioned, because he he's so safe with his route running his hands, he could end up being Keen Allen, who's had multiple wide receiver one finishers. Correct. So we all like Rashad Bateman mm-hmm. so far, but nobody's like clamp like falling over their seats. Yeah, out of their seats. I, I, over their I seats, just out wish, of their seats, under their seats. If he I wish he would have just stayed put because his his nineteen tape was wonderful, but yeah, he hurt himself this year. I'm not that, hurt. I'm that's the thing. That's the thing. Like it's it's such a hard evaluation process. It just he almost I don't know. He looked lazy at times to me, like just disinterested. Like I said, yeah, and that's was, and that's weird. a that's a bummer to see because I think he's more talented than that. But it also sends up a red flag. Which is, which like, is funny because you could tell the work he puts in to be like really technically sound. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I it's. Yeah, I'm having. A hard I'm sure time. the whole COVID situation, the Big Ten situation, canceling games, quarterback situation being a down thing. He's just probably like, "Why did he even come back?" Right, and and I wish he just didn't. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, just don't. Yeah. Nico Collins, because then it was just 19 tape. I'm just not coming back. Right, we're evaluating some of these guys on just 19 tape. You know, like obviously Chase. Terrible. Yeah, I mean, Chase. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it might have been the prudent move, but right. who knows? Let's move on, shall we? Move on.
Let's talk about Kadarius Tony out of Florida. Five foot 11, 193 pounds. And this was a guy, because after what, like, my first impression of Tony, like for me personally, was the Senior Bowl. And the Senior Bowl was a disaster. I mean, the guy was dropping balls left and right. So I'm like, this guy's hands are going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. And I dive into his tape. I'm like, this guy's hands are pretty solid. <laughs> yeah, the, the tape the tape has a, it tells a different story than the Senior Bowl yeah. for sure. It, it, he's he might have just had the yips or I don't know. He's a raw receiver as well because he was a quarterback in high school. He didn't even play wide receiver. He was one of those dual threat quarterbacks in high school. So this is, but to me, when I watched him as well is what he did at Florida is what he's going to want. I, I want to see him in the NFL level. Like he's going to need like a star around him, right? Like he had pits at Florida kind of mm-hmm. help him out here. And I think he's going to be very important to where he goes scheme wise for Kadarius Tony, but he's, he's pretty fun to, to watch. I mean, he's electric off the line. For his, sure. his release off the line is it's up there. Like when you think of top guys at NFL level, guys like Devonte Adams, Tyree kill, you know, guys that got the line. Well, Kadarius Tony gets off the line extremely well. He is explosive. Very. I, I think explosive. his speed off the line is very good. There the hard part is it's hard to always evaluate him because he's not getting a lot of press coverage. He's not. So, you know, true. So it's tough to know like how well is he getting out, but as far as the burst off the line, I'm totally with you on that. Yeah. So his burst off the line is is very well. He's not as technically sound like the way Devontae's off the line. Right, right, right. His burst, let me say, his burst is off the line. Yes, I agree with you Um, in that sense. Yep. But I mean, he was used around gadget ends around. He was used out of the back, even though he's a little smaller, he was used out of the backfield Mm -hmm. a couple of times. Uh, I love when he gets the ball in his hands. His open field vision was very, very high quality there. I really liked him with the ball in his hands. He could break some tackles there as well. He plays a little bit of physical because for a guy that's only 193 pounds, he plays pretty physical. I mean, 193 pounds, I mean. At his height. At his height, 5'11". And that's not, it's not overly. I mean, there's definitely smaller guys. There's there's gluteus minimus that's in this thing. True. That is really true. You know, but I mean, so, and he's probably similar weight, Uh, but you know, it's not that bad, especially for a wide receiver. And it's, I feel like he's, he, he wears it well. And he, and he, he's one of these guys that moves so quickly that guys aren't taking big hits on him for the most part. So so flexible when he moves, it's it's like, it's like the paper blowing in the wind. You know what I mean? Like there he is. He's just no, blowing in the wind. He is. He's a very fun watch. He right now, he is currently my wide receiver eight uh, at a 74.93. So he has a, a pretty, pretty solid score there yeah. uh, in this class. I did still see, even though I was definitely more impressed with his hands on tape than I was at the senior bowl. I still saw several cases of double catching the ball and, um, and so that does make me a little bit nervous. Like, yes, he did end up coming down with it, right. but it wasn't a clean, clean. catch off right. the rip, which does make me nervous because when you when you give second opportunities like that, the DBs, the safeties, the linebackers are much faster. That's when you see a lot of pass breakups and things like that if you're not catching it cleanly the first time. And here's the thing. Um, he's such a raw prospect. He's not a great route runner, but he, he is so quick in and out of breaks um, or just bursty that he – he gets separation based off of that. Like he doesn't have to be the cleanest route runner to get separation. Right. So even if he does, he almost does too much with his routes. He, yeah, he he dances. He I, dan- he, I have a lot of here to talk bad about. I, him I, it, it's kind of almost like he's like setting up a punt return. I don't know what. Like he's he's got he's he's pausing in midair and like doing ju- it, like I he's think wasting he, time. I would be wasting, shocked. Yes, I would be shocked if he doesn't play basketball. He reminds me of a point guard with a lot of the hesitation sure, moves and yeah. things like that. Like I'd be shocked if he doesn't play basketball because that's I see a lot of that type of movement out of him. I agree with that. I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, once once you say that, that makes total sense. 
but, but I guess my whole point, the long winded point was, I, I think he's, even if he double catches it, he's going to get separation. I think even at, the, and even at the NFL level, he's Very still quick. quick enough to get separation uh, and be able to kind of overcome a double catch here. I think, I think NFL coaching will take that, uh, you know, his, his freestyling out of there a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, concerns here is he had a lot of injuries in 2017 and 2019. So he had some injuries there. Uh, only one season of real production of real production. That was yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. Opposite of a guy like Kyle Pitts. Um, his routes are less to be de- than desired. Yeah, they leave a lot to be desired for sure. So the, to me, he seems like somebody that where I like it. I like him, and I can see the upside there. I can also easy easily see Kadarius Tony being a guy that helps the NFL team. Very solid guy, more like a wide receiver three than a wide receiver two in an NFL team. That's I could see that. I do envision him as a wide receiver two. Like I said, I actually came away. More impressed. With I was too. I he had a higher score than I thought he would. And out of a lot of the guys here, like I would put him above a lot of those. You said he had a wide receiver eight. eight. That's and that's fair. Like there's other guys. I'm like, okay, where 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 you know, Watkins, Collins, like where where does he fall in that mix? But he's up yep. there. Like he's a high second round pick here because he does offer some really good upside with the ball in his hands. I mean, he I could think, be electric. I think he's going to be above Watkins for me, and I like Watkins. So it's, I have him one spot above. Yeah, Watkins. but I just think it's you know it's the level of competition that he uh, faced there at Florida, yep. and just like the fact that he he you know he he threw together almost a thousand yard season here, well, led the, led the team and everything like that. One last one last negative uh, for Tony that I did see that was was interesting, and I saw it specifically. I'm trying to remember which two games that I saw it the most. I, I want to say it was LSU and one other game, but he does not, for somebody that is so quick, so fast, so quick twitchy, that sometimes he does not have the body control that I've seen some of these other guys have. 100%. I was going to say that as well, and I forgot to. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, he. you see at times he kind of... monster. Exactly. Tripping over his own feet. Tripping over his own feet. He's, he, his, his feet are moving faster than his brain can mm. process it. Uh-huh. Like, you know, that does concern me the slightest bit. It's, it's not the end of the world. Uh, just but, falling over when you change direction, like in a route and stuff like that. Like, right. I think, I think it goes back to my point of him being like raw as a prospect. Maybe only playing a position for pretty much three years. Maybe, but when you see some of these other guys and that might could, not have the could, talent could or ceiling, but are, you know, like Devonta Smith is just so smooth. Like you never see him I out know, of control. Even a guy we're going to talk about next round, Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown, another guy yeah. that's like just always in control of his movements, never feels like he's, you know, rushing or forcing anything mm-hmm. sometimes it just feels like he's playing in fast forward uh and he can't keep up with himself i agree which which is it's not a red flag but it is something to keep in I'm, gl- I'm glad you made that point it's i mean it's just like a guy he just he just kind of seems like he's got two left feet at times it, uh, he on does. the dance floor you know what i mean like it's interesting yeah it's very odd for a guy kind that of a, quick that explosive i could see him having a curtis samuel type of a career role i think that would be a good fit for him at the next level i think i think uh I think I think Curtis Samuels is an overall better athlete than Kadarius Tony. Could be, which weird too. Like sometimes I when you watch smoother, Tony like run his routes, like you think you like do it, him only playing position for three years, it looked like he was thinking like it, where he's real fast when he'd actually like run his best routes, like he'd be slow, like he slowed down a little bit almost, like he's like processing that information still. He's a, he's a weird prospect, you know. I mean, like you only had that one good year. Um, Kyle Pitts was the star there. He was the number two there, but an electric guy with the ball in his hands. Like mm-hmm. you want to get him the ball. I get like like in a scheme where you're gonna do a lot of short, you know, screens, That's intermediate exactly. passes, yep. get the ball in his hands, and let him go that way. I, I want to see where he gets drafted. Is he a number two receiver? Our team's drafted. Like, is he gonna fall into a situation where he's a number three, and we know he's a number three, which is gonna limit some of his upside here as well. 
So, but he's interested. He'll, better than I thought he would. He'll definitely be used in kick returns and punt returns right. too. Yep. For oh, sure. for sure. He's just he's gonna come right into the NFL and be a punt returner, which yeah. is where he looked good there too. Because he's so his vision's so good. And he's so electric with the ball in his hands. It's he is. just I, I think we're I think the upside for him though is just him getting NFL coaching and I think we're. T- I think what we'll know better about Tony is in not in twenty twenty one, but the middle of like twenty twenty two. If he can, if he can learn how to run a route and I yeah. think kind of clean up some of that stuff, he can he could be electric because I mean the, all the athleticism is there. He yep. could, he could turn into something special. It's mm-hmm. like so. Where do you the see him there? there? Yep. Yep. And, and he he turns into me more of a ceiling player than a player that I overly like just love. I don't I know that have. I could take him in the first. I think he would have oh, to be an no early way. second round guy. For yeah, me. I would mm-hmm. take Trevor Lawrence. Ahead. There's no way he gets into the first for me. There's just, there, yeah, he's not even close to the first. But he is the... In one QB, I think he's I think no, he's getting there. I don't think so. I think I think he's the guy that you, that you feel really good taking a chance on in the second, though. Like the mm-hmm, high upside, sure. this guy could turn out to be a starter on my team going, you know, for the next five or six years type of guy if, yep. if he pans out. It depends on the, he's the kind of guy you're debating between. Like if one of these running back lands in a good spot, like a guy like Khalil Herbert lands in like a really good spot. You're like, oh, at two one, do I go Kadarius Tony sure. or do I go Khalil Herbert? Mm-hmm. Well, it all depends where you did with one one, which is most likely Najee Harris or Travis. So you got to have a plan going into that draft because right. there is going to be some good receivers there. That's why we. That's why my rankings have all three running backs up high. It's just because I can get a guy like Nico Collins, Kadarius Tony here. Who know you know who knows who else will be there. Uh, then Terrace Marshall might be there at two one as well. Another receiver I like. So Kadarius Tony, we all I think we're all on the same page on this guy at least. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to Shy Smith out of South Carolina, five foot ten, one hundred eighty six pounds. Uh, this was a guy that was, you know, nothing overly great, but just a steady guy. You know, like he's gonna go out there week in, week out, uh, and produce. His route running was okay. Uh, he, he played really tough. I say I saw him take some big t- hits. I mean, sure, <laughs> some big tits hits. <laughs> he took some of those. Um, good burst uh, out of him. He has like enough speed. I feel like you know um, to operate in the NFL, but he, but that's not great. Like like you said, he is a very blah type of guy. Like across blah. the board, I, I came away like coming in. I was really excited to watch yeah. Shai Smith. He actually ended up with one of my lower scores. Like he's in the bottom six or seven here. I feel like NFL cornerbacks are going to just be able to like. He's not going to be able to separate. I don't the, think. No, the, like he's not good versus jump balls. Right. Like, like the, the college cornerbacks kind of like dictate where his routes were going a little bit. So I just felt like he seemed like he was a good receiver, but like I just kept saying like, dude, they, I feel like if he played in the NFL, like. I feel like he wants to be rate. what Kadarius Tony is, but is not fast enough or twitchy enough to do it. Correct. Um, Correct. So, to me, I just I, he, he didn't make people miss very often. No, if you pressed him, yeah. he was like that. It was over. His whole route was over. Yeah, I, I'm I'm actually way out on him. Like I, I I'm I'm with you. I'm way out on him as well. And, and 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 it's a bummer too because like watching him in the Senior Bowl, like there were some things that I liked mm-hmm. when I saw him like in the drills and things like that. And I think I think that's what he might be. He might be somebody that is pretty technically proficient, but I just don't think that there's just that enough athletic ability. Yeah. And you mix that with not being very big. Right. And those two things, like, you can be the most technically sound player in the world, but if you have no size and just, like, okay athletic ability, it's just going to be just tough to... are going to be, like, an okay college wide receiver. Yeah. Because, I mean, he was. He wasn't anything special. You know, the deep balls, he right. was, like, he, 
he, he didn't track the ball really well. You know, like looking no. left, looking right, like it just. I mean, he know. led he led his team in receiving with six hundred and thirty three this right. past year. So I mean, it, it, it's just. I don't know. Not a lot of production there. Ended up with a 65.3 for me. I think he's a guy that's a name because he did produce. Again, I thought the production was there in college throughout his whole career. The production was there, but when you watch the tape, it's like, okay, he's a good college receiver for South Carolina. I don't see him being a dynasty fantasy football wide receiver you want on your roster. So here's the deal. Like, if he's sitting there in the third round, I'm most likely going to try to take a high upside tight end or something like that over a guy like Shai Smith. Yeah, a running back will be there. Uh, uh, Yeah, he's just somebody. He's not going to end up on a lot of my team, or probably any of my team. He would have to land up. He would have to land on a good situation for me to even consider him at the back end of the third. I mean, it had to be a situation. He would be a situation player Mm -hmm. going. Okay, can he be There's a an guy? opening in the slot on can, this team? Maybe he could be Sterling Shepard. You know what I mean? Like a year here and there, be a wide receiver three and produce that way. But I, I'm with you guys. I don't see it. I, I think. But where's all this debate? I was, was going to say, I, I, thought, I, I thought we were going to I think it's the next episode. Now that I look at who's actually in this episode, I think it's the next one we're going to fight a lot. Join the nerder. Listen, uh, sometimes you can just sit here and shine these turds all day, but when you get to the bottom of it, they're still turds. And oh, we got a little couple of turds going on around here. Corn nugget. Gross <laughs> me out. Uh, I mean, does anybody else want to talk about Shy Smith out of South Carolina and like anything good that they really like out of him? He was I mean, a team captain in 2020, uh, so, the, so the team liked him. I, no, man. I, I honestly. You, you know, I mean, he got out of his cuts. At the, you know, oh wait, our next speed. We'll, we'll deb- no, there's two guys we'll debate in this in this class. I'm looking back at it now, and which one's in this group? There's, there's two guys we'll debate. I don't think we're going to debate much on that last one. I think. You, oh really? I think you think I have a higher opinion? You, of you him. said you liked him. I, just I don't mentioned know. him. I, he's my second lowest score. I'll All say right. something about Shy. All right, let's hear it. He's a third. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh my! Four. Wow. Four for four. Bait All right. switch. All right. Before we go on, we got to talk about a sponsor of ours, Reality Sports Online. Now, Reality Sports Online, you probably heard of this. You've been listening for a long time because they, when they launched, they started advertising with, with us, and they're back. And I'm sure most of you guys at this time have heard of Reality Sports Online, the powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like an NFL general manager. But the question is, have you guys tried it? I know I have, and I loved it. It's time to go see what all the buzz about is about in the dynasty community and check out Reality Sports Online. Free agency, multi-year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online fancy front office is that it doesn't take any more than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your metal. Still not sure? You can test out your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction today. Because Reality Sports Online is an auction website. We get a lot of questions like, hey, do you have auction rankings? What do you think of auction leagues? People love them. If you do, there's not a better auction site in the world today to play Dynasty on than Reality Sports Online. Online. If you like what you see, use the promo code NERDS. Then you get 10% off on your team or your league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. Make sure you use that promo code NERDS to save 10%, and you can do your first auction league today or start a new one with realitysportsonline.com. Nice. So you know what I just realized? I I realized my mic was out like really far the whole time, and I was like leaning out the whole time. It should have been over here. Now you so, got yourself. So if I look like a like get your a act together, hunchback for first half of the episode. 
That's why. No one's watching I, you. I, I was I was trying to figure out why I was having like a hard time seeing my screen is because I'm like trying to. Everyone's uh, just staring at Rich. It's that's fine. true. Yeah, that's true. No one's even paying well, attention. Everyone's to listening to Rich. Everyone's staring at you. Get out of here. Come on. You. All right. So one of the things that drives me nuts, though, is people that are like, you know what? I've been I've been in on this guy from day one. If you're one of those people that want to always brag about you were early, you were the first one there. Mm-hmm. The perfect place to go is predictionstrike.com. You can prove, you can put your money where your mouth is, go get one of these young guns, go get one of these rookies that we're talking about, and you can buy and sell these players just like it's the stock market. It's a wonderful site. It's an even better app. That's my favorite part. And the best part is you can sign up with the promo code DYNASTY to receive 10 Free dollars with your first deposit of twenty dollars or more. That's promo code Dynasty for our friends at PredictionStrike.com. Yeah, I'm gonna buy a lot of Nico Collins shares on PredictionStrike.com, and I'm gonna make some money. And then so I, will it lock in the price and tell you exactly how much you you bought them for? Is it is it yeah. just kind of like one mm-hmm. of those stock market? Yeah, nice. I'm up three uh, percent on Sam Darnold. Nice. There you go. After, after you, you should you, be higher. <laughs> just wait. It'll, wait. it'll go up once he starts. Yeah, producing. guys, go buy Sam Darnold. Drive the price up. <laughs> Hey, everybody, make me some money. So, yeah, get on, I, I think Prediction Strike is cool that way where you can actually like. This seems illegal for some yeah. <laughs> this, this sounds like something you shouldn't do. This is not investment advice. <laughs> we are not real investors. Do your own research. <laughs> Let's move on to something more of these receivers. Let's talk about Tyler Vaughn's yeah. out of USC. Six foot two, 184 pounds. Now, this is a guy who's got the tight. Doesn't really got the muscle mass, um, but you know he, he, he was productive at USC. He was uh, very consistent. He's third all time at USC in receptions, so he was very a, a jump ball guy. He was, yeah. You know, he could go up and get it. He go out there, jump around, good body control, um, good sticky hands at times as well. Mm-hmm. So to me, when I watched him, I came away looking. I felt like I was looking at a very solid receiver. Yeah, I mean, here's the deal. It, to me, he's he's six foot two, 184 pounds. Like you said, he can go up and get the ball. I think he does well in that aspect. I, I he's a pretty good route runner, and and I I feel like he's he's quicker than he is fast. I don't think he's I got like that, that, that second uh, that second gear to like kind of like he's not a burner in any in any sense. Um, he's not overly physical though you at know, all. You know, 184 pounds. You know, the, the defenders can get into him and he has, I think he has trouble when guys are in tight coverage, catching the ball. So that was my, that was like my big knock on the guy. Uh, and it, it's not like these guys are going to get slower and <laughs> weaker at the next level. They're going to get faster and stronger. So I just, I, I'm struggling a little bit to figure out if he's going to be able to separate and, and do the same kind of stuff against NFL corners that he was doing against college cornerbacks. I mean, I think you nail Tyler Vaughn to a T there. Doesn't play strong enough. Doesn't play fast enough. Yeah. To succeed at the NFL level. It's a, it, a guy who can play receiver, but again, I mean, uh, a, a wide receiver five on NFL roster, right there, like need injur- injuries to get up there. Wide receiver four. See, I think NFL this is roster. the guy that we're going to differ on the most. Okay. Uh, I actually came away watching Tyler Vaughn's and was was really, really impressed. I think there were two things that I thought were overly impressive. Like the two things that I I was most impressed with were one, 
he was another guy that had great body control. Like he was always in control of what was going on, even in the air. He adjusted in the air really mm -hmm. well, never flailing around, like always knew where he was, his awareness, all of that like was, was on point. And I think the other thing was, is he has really, really good hands. He made, he made the normal catches very well, but he could also make some of the spectacular catches. So those were the two things that I walked away from Tyler Vaughn's and saying like, this guy could be something. The interesting thing is, and and I'm going to get chastised for saying this, and, and that's fine. I don't care. Uh, I've already done it once. Go you've ahead. already done it once. <laughs> His game. I'm not saying he's as good as this guy. So please understand what I'm saying when I say this, because this is a poor man's version. But I think he's a poor man's version of the top wide receiver in this class in Devonta Smith. Girl, Very what the hell did you just say? Rich, listen, was, Rich wasn't here when he I wasn't here. He wasn't here. <laughs> listen, listen. Did you say he's a poor man, Devonta Smith? Like how poor? Like Raggedy Ann? <laughs> Listen, we're talking about pretty tall receiver, underweight, right? Very underweight. Very. I think underweight. he plays more physical than you guys do. I He's not overly physical, but for what his weights would suggest, I think he has no problem going up making contested catches, being physical enough at the catch point to bring the ball down uh, over top of defenders. So I think he's more physical than, than he's getting credit for. I think he's a smooth route runner. I think he has really, really good hands. Like, I think he does a lot of the things that Devonta Smith does, just not as well as Devonta Smith does it. So that would explain the difference of Devonta Smith getting an 80.85 and him getting a 73.5 for me. Yeah, I thought his, like, I thought his route running was okay. I saw him round off some routes here and there. Um, I, I thought he had, like, some trouble getting separation a lot of the time because of that, because of his routes were, like, just okay. Well, he, I think his hands are okay, but I feel like, some of the better cornerbacks were able to like handle him pretty well and actually get the ball out of his hands. I don't think he was just strong enough there as well. I, I, get, I love my highlight as well. The guy, the guy's leaping ability and his body yep. control is his best asset. That's mm -hmm. why I, I literally have that highlighted. He has when he when he does there, he has good hands in that situation. I literally have those two things highlighted. Yeah, those are my number one things besides being third all time in USC history for receptions and was very productive. But when I go to like. You say poor man's Devontae Smith. Like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. He's not nearly as good with the ball in his hand as Devontae Smith. I think that's... I think the yards after the catch, Devonta Smith's much better. I mean, I think I'm that's like the, the largest differentiation between the two. But I but I, I think... I think the route running's a large difference. I was going to say... I mean, but he's yeah, a great... But, but remember, that it's all of the same type sure. of attributes. It's just a little bit less. Like... I think, it, it's, I think it's a lot a less. Lot I think it's a lot less in a, in a few of those areas... Um, and I and I, I do I think contested catches is a is one of the one of the ones that's a big differentiation between the two and, my, and I, in and my and I think opinion. the reason he had See, I think he does I think I think the, does I think the, the problem like catches. he had to deal with so many contested catches and why it's a strong suit is because he couldn't separate that's I think, I, yeah, I, I so I, I think agree. he was forced in those situations I think I think everything short and underneath like he wasn't that good at either like he he had a, he had quite a few catches downfield for some long touchdowns that that was the That's thing fine, getting yeah. downfield i think it, when he was able to stack uh, you know stem and stack and get get it you know get him get the db between him and the quarterback right i think he he's great at tracking the ball and going you know yeah. and grab and making those kind of catches yeah. it's when a guy has like a hand on him or gets because he's 185 pounds like There's he a can small be, percentage can, of that he can be moved off the ball I mean, he's just i don't know i i'm kind of I'm I'm in on Tyler Vaughn. He's he's at if you're if you're in I'm I'm like I got a toe in maybe I'm not out yeah I have like I'm a, not out I have like a toe in on this I, guy I, I wouldn't it. mind yeah. taking him like mid third like I don't I don't dis like I just I don't, I think it's a long shot for him to be like dynasty good like he, not 
I think he'd play in the NFL for sure. Yeah. But again, I'm not, an NFL player. I'm not looking for guys that can play in the NFL. I'm looking for guys that can help my dynasty team. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not overly sure Tyler Vaughn is going to be someone that's going to help my dynasty team. Or, like, he, he'll be... I can easily see Tyler Vaughn being a guy who does just enough where, like, he's a roster clogger, right? Like, he's on your team, but you're never going to start him, and you don't want to cut him because... He's just good enough where like you might need him here and there. I, I think he uh, I think he has more upside than than you guys do. Okay. I th- I think he I think he's got very very good hands. I think a team looking for somebody that can be a really good possession receiver, I think he could do that. And then I think he can make a spectacular play here and there uh through throughout a game. So I, yeah, I have him yeah. I am currently uh as my wide receiver 11. So, you know, it's it's not that he's Crazy it, it, super it, high, you know what? but we're, he's at we're the top here of here because he might end up at like wide receiver thirteen for me. Like sure. for you know, I mean, I haven't ran him out yet, but I could easily see him with, from what I've seen out of these other guys. He could easily end up as like sure. wide receiver 13, 14. Uh, but like even though that, I'm with Matt. Like I'm gonna, I'm shooting for like now we're in the the we're he's we're way ahead of like all the running backs are like Michael Carter, Khalil Herbert, uh, Glutus Minimus. You all know, those guys are ahead you know, of him. all ahead of him. In, I'm taking all the tight ends ahead of yep. them. You mm-hmm. know. Some of the quarterbacks are coming up. The so, board and so I know you guys haven't ranked him. So here's a couple guys that he is ahead of at the moment that would be probably not consensus. Um, I like him a little bit more than Terrence Marshall. We'll get to Terrence Marshall next oh, week. Wow. I don't. I don't really like Terrence definitely Marshall. Definitely not. Um, yeah, definitely not. I have him. Me. I have him slightly higher than Dwayne Eskridge. Um, I go either way on that one. Yeah. I, uh, you guys haven't done Tamori and Terry yet either. So um, I have him ahead of Tylen Wallace. Um, a lot of ums over here. I, I mean, I think yeah. I would. I think I think him and Wallace crushing I, it. I think him and Wallace. I'm trying to read. I think Wallace will end up ahead of him in in, in my ranks. Uh, just just you know, based off of what we've what we've done so far. So um, I don't know. I guess Vaughn's. You're obviously a little bit higher than than yeah, I am, yeah, and yeah. Rich. I like him. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fan. All right. Okay. Moving on to Warren Jackson. Speaking of high. Hey, this guy's head's in the clouds. He's six foot six, six foot six, 219 pounds. Warren Jackson out of Colorado state, uh, former college of the late great Vincent Jackson. Oh, that's yeah. right. There you go. Uh, I wasn't sure where you were going with that. I forgot Vincent Jackson went there. Yeah, he did. Okay. I was a big fan of Vincent Jackson. I know. I know. Big fan. I remember he ran that, uh, the gauntlet. The gauntlet. You fell in love. And I was like, this, if we did a podcast then, I would have been all over the Vincent Jackson about train. Yep. Uh, I was like, this guy, remember our rookie draft? I was like, this guy mm-hmm. is going to be good. At college. He ended up going to second round. I was just watching the combine. I was like, he went to second round. I was like, I didn't think he'd go to second round. This guy at Colorado State, but I watched his combine. This guy's going to for sure be good. Yeah. I drafted him in our rookie draft. Um, Michael Gallup went to, didn't he go to Colorado State too? We're talking mm. about the late great Vincent Jackson. Stop just trying thinking to thinking of other receivers. His legacy, Garrett. God, Sean Higgins. Yeah, I was gonna say Hollywood Higgins. Uh, definitely. Yeah, there was quite a few yep. receivers that went there. None of them good as Vincent Jackson. Preston Williams. Preston Williams. Preston Williams. It's just like yeah. a, it's just like a wide receiver factory. Yeah. Here we go. Is anybody better than Vincent Jackson? I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they're known for producing receivers. So that's the point I'm trying to prove. Okay, and I'm known for producing podcasts every Wednesday. <laughs> no, that's, that's, Jared that that's Jared that produces them. That's Jared that produces them. Talking talking on podcasts every Wednesday. I produced them for six years, okay, buddy? Well, producing, I hit record, stop, <laughs> yeah. and then publish. That's, that was my extent of it. Uh, but we're, now we're talking about Warren Jackson out of Colorado State mm. from the late great Vincent Jackson. Mm. <laughs> and he's six foot six, 219 pounds. Um, He's so, got really good hands. This is a guy that this is a guy that I feel like looks like AJ Green, right? Like from a body standpoint, 
Oh, but he can't run he AJ is, Green routes. He's not as good as AJ Green. No. I just wanted to put that out there. Hey, the bet the the word to describe Warren Jackson is lumbering. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But mm-hmm. but he's got really good hands. He does have good hands. And he, he can does. move. Like yep. for a guy being six foot six, he has a huge wingspan span. Eight, eight over eighty one inches. Yeah. Doesn't drop footballs mm-hmm. uh at all. Uh he he could track the ball pretty well. Is I it's weird because I don't really see him be doing anything in the NFL because just not a good enough route runner and his speed's not good enough. Right. But like for a guy at six foot six, like he's a pretty solid college football receiver. He is. He's an odd one because I right. I think laterally he's not. He's not there. He's not, not there. Happening. He doesn't have the lateral. Uh, I think quickness that you need Get off the at, line at the at the NFL level. Um, but like you said, in I think in situations. Um, he could be a situational guy that somebody brings in is like, hey, this guy, this guy, go get me five yards for first down, or go into the back of the end zone. And I could throw you a red zone. Throw. Yeah, he could be that if guy. Like Twenty, he could. Probably I feel be like the productive. NFL has kind of moved away from that um, as a skill set that's yeah. like useful. So I'm not really sure like where he's going to really fit in. There's a guy in the next episode that similar body type, size yeah. thing that I would much rather have over I, Warren Jackson. I totally agree. So I watched Warren Jackson first, and I was like, okay, he's got something. And then we watched this other guy that you're talking about. I have a feeling I know who it is. Yeah. And I was like, he just does everything better. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the same style yeah. of player, same kind of guy. He's just, right. just smoother, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the only thing good about him is, like, that fact that he is slow is that, you know, the defensive backs on him, but he can handle it because he's so big. Oh, he's great at the contested so catches. You could throw it up to him pretty much while he's covered, and he'll go and get it. I mean, like he's a slower Colin Johnson. I, I a thought less, of Colin a Johnson. Less, a less athletic Colin Johnson. I actually thought of Colin Johnson when I was watching him. That's kind of what I saw is just a big lumbering guy that could go up and get it if he had to, but you're not really worried about him ever being a factor on your fantasy football and the, team. And, and for a guy that's six foot six, and that we're referring to as lumbering, normally we'd be having the conversation like, "Hey, if they convert this guy to tight end," but he doesn't look like to me like he doesn't look like he has the frame to put Thick on enough, yeah. another forty pounds or thirty pounds. That he you wasn't good. For, he was he was not good at blocking in a run game. I'm just I'm just saying like that that's the conversation the normal conversation, the normal conversation we have oh, okay, like, yeah. "Hey, this about is that kind of guy. This is yeah, sure. not about this kind of guy. I just don't think that he has the kind of frame to put it on. He's fun. He he's got good enough hands and good enough size for me, Warren Jackson. Uh, where like if I'm in the fifth round, yeah, sure, yep. I he's I could see myself ending up with a lot of Warren Jackson fans. Like he does uh, something well. Like there's something yes. you can hang your hat on, and in the fifth round, a lot of the times that's all you kind of need. Just an upside, one upside thing. Like hey, this guy could be this because you know he does this well. Contested catches, yep. good size, really good hands. Like I, I just came really like for a guy he scored of his a size, ton of touchdowns. Yeah, I, mean. I came away really impressed with his hands and his, his routes. In his routes for a guy that can't. He's not very bursty laterally. He's he still moves pretty well for a guy that's six foot six and his can get top in and end out. speed is not bad. There's yeah. not much burst like right. accelerate. He's not getting to that no point burst. very quickly, but his top end speed isn't gross. Right. I I feel like if he could get in the NFL and really work really hard with the coach on his route running, like he could be okay. If he could work with Jared. On the ladder and get those feet going yeah, a little bit faster. Yeah, there you for go. Like at least six more months, and uh, then, then we'd be good to go. I think. All right, let's move on to our next receiver, our last receiver from the show. Mm. Then we're gonna go black. We're gonna fish for Tyreek Black out of Texas, six foot three, two hundred and fifteen pounds, 
ran a four five three at his pro day. Ran a really impressive three cone for his yeah. size, a six point nine one three cone. And this is a guy who transferred out of Michigan. Uh, good size, good hands, but I mean, no burst. One speed runner, um, average at best. Yeah, so this is kind of a, one of those weird prospects. I felt like he was. I thought he was a little bit for his size. He moved well and yeah. and, and and ran some some pretty crisp routes. I mean, they weren't spectacular. Um, but I think he was able to at least get a little bit of separation. Um, so I guess this is the guy that we're all going to disagree on here because Garrett, it looks like he's about to vomit over there, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's, he's, he's at least a physical player. Um, what, what concerns me is obviously he was an underused guy at Michigan. And then as a grad transfer goes to Texas, Really, he starts one game. The first game there, he had five catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Hey. And you're thinking, hey, maybe this is good. And then it was one catch per game. Every He was consistently <laughs> one catch for the next catch. six games. <laughs> one saying, catch. You watch so the tape, com- like, what the hell am I watching? He got completely phased out. I don't know what the heck. So it throws up red flags. Like, what is this guy? What is his, what are his practice habits? What What's causing him? Because I think he does have some athleticism and, I mean, just a little bit of, of route running chops. And I, and he's a physical guy. I mean, he's six foot, almost three, 215 pounds. So he's a big guy. And, and there's Former not like, basketball guy. Yeah, and I, that makes sense. I didn't know that, but it, I think it makes sense um, just watching him play. So I there's enough there that it intrigues me, but there's also the red flags, which worry me. So I, I know why – you probably don't like him, and you're probably like, whatever. I'm not intrigued in the least bit. Right, but I just think there's at least a little bit of athletic. And he's 23 years old, by the way, too. Oh, <laughs> oh by the way, he's also really old. So. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe his grandkids no. will draft him. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, yeah. the lack of production is obviously concerning. But but even watching him play, like, he didn't get off the line particularly well for a big guy. Like, you would think with, like, his strength and ability, he didn't get off the line all that well. His hands are kind of suspect. Um, I thought his hands were okay. I thought his hands were okay. That was like the, like I thought he did. I thought he was pretty good at running routes and I thought his hands were okay. I thought he was, I thought he was a hands catcher. I thought he was, I thought his hands were okay. It's just, he never got to use them. I, in the, like his catch to drop ratio is not that great. Well, listen, he had <laughs> Shea Patterson throwing him the ball I, at Michigan, and and what's the Shea what's Sam Ellinger? Sam Ellinger, the guy attacked. Neither one of those I, guys. Are I saw several big. drops between Michigan, and I saw one at Texas in his eleven catches or ten <laughs> catches. Yeah. So I, this I mean, guy's tape was so boring. I gave up so quickly. That, that's the thing. Like I I I tried to I powered through actually more games than I would have liked, um, and. Even like for somebody that big, I, he, I thought he was just like a decoy. That's that's the <laughs> thing. Like, I was like there, I'm watching a decoy. Yeah. There's here. not like, like a lot of yards after the catch. There's not like a ton of burst. I, I don't know. I I didn't like Tyreek Black at all. Maybe uh, I was in a bad mood. I don't know, but I didn't like him. And at all. and like and like you said, I I think you thought I liked him more than I did when I was like, hey, this guy's just kind of like because. He's Matt nothing. He's him. nothing special. I don't love him by any means. So it's not like a big disagreement here. Sure. I just. I think I see a little spark where you see nothing, and and that's yeah. it. Like yeah. I just I'm, see I'm a out, little. Out. I see a little spark, and that's somebody's getting right. a Valentine's Day card. <laughs> There's a spark. There's All a spark. Right, that's it for these receivers. Let's talk about some more receivers in the nerd episode yep. because uh, 
Yeah, there's some good guys to talk about the nerd. We're going to lead it off with Rondale Moore. So if you want to hear Ooh. our thoughts on Rondale Moore, join the Nerd Herd. Never better time than ever, ever. to join the Nerd Herd. There's so much to offer there at the Nerd Herd. You get the, the nerd score. You get the rankings. You get the my, uh, uh. Uh, oh, no. You get the <laughs> Dynasty GM. You get so much with the Dynasty Nerds. Uh, Nerd Herd membership here and well, the that's bonus the, podcast. You, you, know, you only get the GM with the Nerd Herd and GM membership. Don't go selling things that we're not selling. Yes, you can buy it all. <laughs> buy it all. And you got to lock in now because yeah. the prices go up and we have this new tool coming yeah. out. Who knows what that could be? Other Who things. Knows? Who knows what that might be? Who knows? Who knows what be? But yeah, you want to join that now. We have so much good stuff going on <laughs> DynastyNerds.com. And of course, our YouTube channel as well. Get to our YouTube. If you want to see, you think I talk stupid? Well, wait, you look at me do it. <laughs> Even worse. Uh, you can see all that at YouTube on uh, our YouTube channel. Make sure you hit that like button, subscribe button, notification button, because we're there. We have all kinds of good content. Garrett's out here doing interviews with all the biggest names in the industry, feeling well at kind of their favorite books, their movies, and if they like chocolate or not. So Garrett's figuring that stuff out. Go check that yep. out on YouTube. Uh, that's it. I mean, there's so much important going stuff on. right there, man. That is. If you don't like does chocolate, it, I was gonna say, I, does anybody not like chocolate? I don't pretty like much chocolate. don't. I pretty much don't trust you if you don't like chocolate. I don't like chocolate. I like chocolate cake. <laughs> I think chocolate. Wait, what? Cake. You <laughs> yeah. don't like you don't like chocolate. No. I like chocolate cake. What about like with chocolate with stuff? I, I like Reese's. See I always say Reese's is ninety five percent peanut butter. Yeah, it's not even true. It's, not, it's half and half. It is, what? Just look bite into one and look at it. I've been into many in my life. <laughs> They're, well, like, they're I, delicious. I like, don't care I what like, they're. I don't like, care what the percentage. That is definitely. I, I love half. chocolate cake. They've I think chocolate it. syrup is great. Gross. I think chocolate ice cream is the chocolate worst. Syrup is gross. Yes, I think chocolate ice cream is the worst ice cream ever invented by mankind. Um, These are bad takes. These are really bad. Yeah, strong takes. I think Hershey Kisses gross. I think I uh, pop those things all day long. Uh, Hershey bars, solid chocolate, gross. White chocolate, not bad. White chocolate is disgusting. That's racist. You're racist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But like others, even like, but even like a Snickers bar, I can only eat like the Halloween uh, bite-sized ones. I can only eat that. Then it's too much. Um, wow. I like Reese's, but Reese's again, one cup, not two cups. Give me the, give me the one. And I can eat like eighteen cups for sure. <laughs> well, you ever had like the fast break bars? Oh, help. those are delicious. Fast break. What are those? It's a, it's a Reese's like candy bar. Oh, sounds okay. Anything with Reese's, I like. People are like, oh, I don't like chocolate, but you like Reese's. I'm like, dude, it's ninety percent peanut butter. But you say it's half and half, 50, 50. it's foolish. 50 50. It's 50. That's what half is. Dude, the chocolate. <laughs> Thank the you for chocolate the math lesson. Cover, the chocolate covering uh, a Reese's is like Devante Smith hugging uh, peanut butter. It's very thin. Very thin. <laughs> Not a lot going on. <laughs> but it's literally all it the way around. Thin. Like it's surrounding. You probably it. like Nutella too, right? Yeah, Nutella's good. Gross. I'm sure, it's not Tyler Vaughn's hugging. Could be. Could be him too. Mm. Could but, be him too. But, but that would be an off-brand Reese's but you know what's weird? Like, I love chocolate cake. I love it. I like it a lot. It's really, really? good. Yeah. Now, are you talking the cake frosting. chocolate with like chocolate frosting? Yeah, yeah. Or oh. vanilla cake with chocolate frosting? Oh, I want or... my, when I want that cake, I want the darkness. I want the chocolate cake. I want the chocolate So wait, frosting. do you like dark chocolate? No. Dark no. chocolate's even better. See, I love dark chocolate. Yeah, dark chocolate's better than milk I don't chocolate. Know. I don't know about better, but I like both. All right. I don't know. What's dark? What? Give me a dark chocolate item. Dark usually, chocolate. I was gonna say usually you just eat it straight up. Like, there's not. A, it's not usually with a lot of stuff. It. Oh no, I like. It's a little more chocolate covered coffee beans. Those. Those are good. That's dark chocolate. Yeah, that's good. Chocolate mm-hmm. covered raisins. Raisins. Yeah. Not bad. Raisinets. You're talking about. Just chocolate covered raisins. They're called raisinets, Jared. Well, eh, I don't know. It's the name brand. 
Some of us can't afford that. Buy them from my country. Right? <laughs> yeah, I like. I really like uh, dark chocolate covered uh, coffee beans. See, I don't yeah, like coffee. So espresso beans. What? All right, See, let's, let's get out of here. All right. No, this is a serious debate. <laughs> been going on for like five minutes. Yeah, because chocolate ice cream is gross. At least we did it at the end. All right. Yeah. You, Tune so, out if you don't like do you chocolate. Ever melt chocolate and use. Never mind. That's that's chocolate, really gross. chocolate chip cookies. Oh no! No, say chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> that's really with, with a little amount too. of chocolate and it gotta be super fresh. You know what's really gross? Chocolate milk. What? Wow! Chocolate milk is delicious. I'm cutting your mic off. Two chocolate. <laughs> You can control how much chocolate syrup you put in it if it's too chocolate. Do you like strawberry milk? Hey, it's okay. I cut his mic off. Good. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I like chocolate milk God. if you make it yourself and you put a little bit of chocolate. You buy it from the store, it's way too chocolatey. You're trying it's to nasty. make out with me. Go away. Get off my microphone. All right. We'll be back next week talking. Finish up these rookie wide receivers. We're going to lead off with Jalen Waddle. Can't wait. Waddle, baby. I can't Waddle, wait to dig baby, in. Waddle, baby, Waddle. Back next week. Adios.